Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome to the El Tri Online podcast. Once again, the ATO podcast coming at you again this week. Uh, we have uh, Joe Jefe Rodriguez. How you doing, Joe? Hey, what's up, dude? I'm doing well. Uh, could be a little bit better, but like overall, like I'm in good spirits. No, man. Hope everything uh, gets better. Uh, it has been a rough week, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, also, we are joined today by uh, first time around the podcast. Mr. Z and Sargento Tinoco, how you doing, Z? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me, Luis. Look forward to you know chatting with you guys about what happened this week in uh, in soccer, bro. All right, man. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for making the time. And also, we have returning to a three online podcast after a one week hiatus. We have El Super Mojado. Super, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm uh, glad to be back. You know, ready to for some action. All right, man. So uh, what do you guys say we get this going uh, with a quick recap of uh, the game of the week, uh, which this week we chose as uh, Chivas versus Tigres. Uh, right off the bat, just uh, what did you guys think about it? Uh, Joe, what did you think of the game, man? Well, the game overall, you know, was uh, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time actually coming up with one word to describe it because it had a little bit of everything. Um, and I think that, uh, it's, if you're a Chivas fan, it's just a good thing because, uh, you saw a lot of character, you know, coming out of the game from, from Chivas. Um, and, uh, you know, I was pleased that, you know, they were able to take the, that early lead, uh, on that goal from El Poño Briseño. Um, but then when Tigres goes down, you know, to 10 men after the Carlos Alcedo, um, red car, I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, you know, they should be able to, like, you know, maintain the, the the score and maybe even get a couple of goals. But to be perfectly honest, to me, it appears, though, like the red card benefited Tigres a little bit more. And I was just kind of, like, telling myself, like, what the heck is going on with these Chivas, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, obviously, like, you know, you get into, like, you know, the whole confrontation between uh, Tomas Boy and uh, André Pierre Guignac. I mean, that that was actually something that, I don't remember personally seeing a long in a long time uh, in Mexican soccer. Like so, to have that, that just added like you know a little bit more spectacle to uh, you know to the game. And then obviously they ended up like you know getting that uh, that goal by Pulido, who I was personally afraid, you know, to have <laughs> shoot, but like yeah. he ended up capitalizing. And uh, obviously, like you know, like I said, for for those of us who are Chivas fans, like you know, it's like a little sign of relief and. Uh, you know, you come up with a to to come up with a win against the defending champs already says something. Yeah, man, it was definitely. Polito was gonna shoot that. No, sorry. I was gonna say Polito was gonna shoot that goal, dude. I was like, dude, don't skip, bro. Don't do a little <laughs> skip or the little, you know, whatever, whatever that you do, you know. Jump. I was like, don't do that, bro. <laughs> yeah, like you said, Joe, uh, you you uh, didn't have a word to describe it. I think uh, Z. Uh, actually, he had a very good phrase to describe it on his uh, recap that's up on the online right now when he called it like a me- he said it was like a Mexican novella. Uh, Z, like I said, you have that article yeah. on the online right now. Uh, you actually saw this game and reported on it. Uh, what did you think, man? You're pretty much on the same boat as Joe or how did you watch it? Yeah, man, I think there was just a 
Oh, man, I mean, the whole time, you know, Tigres, you can tell they were saving Gignac for this match. I mean, the previous matches, you can tell that he was holding back. Had had some attempts at goals, could have surpassed you know, club, you know, goal leader uh, of Tigres. But, you know, they were setting it up for this match. He wanted to, he wanted Gignac to beat Chivas in front of Akron Stadium, in front of Tomas Boy, just to kind of, you know, make it, a spectacle, but you know, Chivas and, and Tomas Boy weren't going to have it, man. And I felt that was that was the overall arching story there, man. Is that Chivas said, "Hey, we're, we're not going to allow you to, to to take this." And um, you know, second half or something actually showed drama to come out of it. But man, that's what made it fun, dude. I think I wanted to say I was just I was just blessed to have this article to write, dude. I was excited. I was just like, dude, I'm getting chills still thinking about leading up to the match, during the match, and even after, dude. The, the energy was there. Yeah, there was a, a good energy about the match. I think you both, you and Joe, brought it up. Uh, the whole Tomas Boy-Gignac storyline added an extra element to this game. Uh, Super, as a, as a Chivas guy, now having a Tomas Boy as a, the coach and having uh, knowing, uh, I guess you could say, his history uh, as a coach where he does get incredibly emotional. Uh, he does do some weird things on the sideline. Uh, how did how did you see this game or, or uh, that little matchup comp- or confrontation uh, go for? Do you think it benefited Chivas or it hurt the game or what do you think, man? Oh no, I think it definitely benefited Chivas, man. And some of us already knew that something like this could happen because uh, uh, of the um, of Gignac almost uh, he on a mission. Is he on a mission to uh, to be the ultimate scorer for Tigres? You know, if 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 he would score in this. Uh, in this game, he would, you know, surpass uh, Tomas Boy, that is currently with Gignac tied up as, as the top scorers for Tigres. So we already knew that there was a little something special about this game because if he would have scored in front of Tomas Boy, you know, it, it was could have been a little humiliating for, for Tomas Boy, you know, if you see it that way, you know, or, you know, it could have been good. I, I, I wouldn't have, you know, like minded – Gignac scoring during this game right in front of Tomas Boy, you know, but obviously, you know, I'm glad it didn't happen. I think overall, like, you know, the, the, the game itself was, uh, was actually like, you know, losing a lot of its attention because of that. And I personally don't know too much of the history uh, or, if, or if they even have a history. And I'm talking about, Gignac and Tomas Boy, or if it's just like, you know, the leading scorer, uh, you know, situation that connects them. But it almost seemed to me as though, like, you know, they were very personal when well, they were, like, you know, confronting each other. Well, I think, I think I've, I've been seeing a lot of reports, you know, out there. And I think I agree with some of them that say that um, it was a strategy from Tomas Boy. He saw that yeah. his team was, uh, you know, like being under pressure. And he wanted to give them that that little extra push, you know, like showing them that emotion. the emotion that they need to show on the field, and that's why he did it. And I and I agree a hundred percent with them. It, it, not that I, uh, you know, I I say, listen, go ahead and do that. It's not the way to act. But I think this guy did it like stri- strategically, you know. I think I I agree with him. Like, go for it, you know. If that's what you got to do, man. Yeah, yeah super. I agree with you on that end. If you think about it strategy-wise, I mean, just look at, 
you know, red card, right? They're down a man, down, down a player, Tigres, right? Um, and, you know, Chivas had all the recipe to win this, right? They were ahead, they, you know, they, they, they were in a good position. Second half, Tigres was, it, it didn't seem like they were down a player, right? So I, I can see that, that Tomas Boy was like, you know what, this, this is enough. And it probably just, I mean, Gignac did kind of, you know, start. But I just took that little trigger for Tomas to use his emotions. And, and you know what, this is a great opportunity to get, you know, get my team back into this match. And whether I get a red card doesn't matter. Um, it, it worked. And I can see that being true, man. And I think the one of the articles I saw in one of the interviews is Tomas Boy said, you know, when he said the number one, he said, you know, I'm not, no, you know, he might be, he might he might beat me in goals, but I'm better in quality goals. So he's still, still kind of going out with that rivalry, right? He's like, you know what? He may beat me, but I'm still, I still have quality. I don't necessarily agree with that, but, you know, Chivas knew who Tomas Boy was when they brought him. And, you know, that's Tomas yeah. Boy. Yeah. We've used to see him doing stuff like this out, you know, on the sideline. And, and, uh, believe me, it's entertaining and, just for that reason, I would like him to keep them for them to keep them all all uh, um, all season long. <laughs> yeah, I got a I got a, an up close. A and a, <laughs> I got an up close uh, personal view at him. Um, as you guys know, I am the the low not plus year uh, fan, uh, and we did have Tomas Boy on the on the sideline for a while. And like uh, Super said, man. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Uh, I think it was his second stint with Atlas. Uh, Atlas would score. He had a rivalry going. I think it was a. I think he might have something against the teams from the north because I think it was against Monterrey uh, in the semifinals. Atlas scored and he just started dancing on the sideline. Uh, you guys remember that? Super? If you, <laughs> yeah. if you remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of the historian here. Was that against the Monterrey team as well? That I think they scored uh, like two, three times and he just started dancing on the sideline. <laughs> might have been Monterrey or, or, or Morelia, I think. I don't remember. But yes, that, and that, that, that little dance is stay forever, man. And it, it, <laughs> they use it. Everywhere in social media. Every time Tomas, there's something about Tomas Boy on social media, they they pull out that uh, that little dance. That he did. Yeah, that, that's almost kind of like equivalent with uh, with what uh, Pio Herrera did. Remember with the Mexican national team? Oh, uh, yeah, celebrating uh, like uh, yeah, like yeah. Right, right? Yeah, with the players yeah. jumping on him, falling on the exactly. ground. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. That was and and I like that man. The, the, yeah, well, I know. I mean, think about the thing about the dancing and all that. You know what? That, that's only good so far. I think they have to continue winning and showing that they're they're improving, uh, because as we found, you know, that's only good for a little bit. Get the the fans and uh, you know people on the stadiums excited, but there's got to be. See what happens, man. I'm, I'm that's that's what I want. I'm looking forward to is getting them energized and seeing results. All right, and with that uh, shameless plug of uh, my team, Atlas, I will go ahead and move forward um, to the new uh, top five we have, uh, an article also that about it's about to go up on El Tri Online. And now, on this one, I think you guys might have a little controversy on there. Um, the consensus was, and the, the, the top five that's going to go in the article was Santos at one, Pumas at two, Atlas at three, Chivas at four and San Luis at five. Uh, Joe, do you agree or disagree with that top five, man? Well, see, here's the thing. Uh, remember that the top five rankings, they're not like an actual uh, rankings that are consistent throughout every week, meaning that it's not like who are the best teams up to that point. It's who were the top five teams from the weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, So when you look at it like that, 
were these five teams the top five teams of the weekend? Absolutely. You know, I think that those were the top five teams. San Luis beat Monterrey, which was surprising to me. I honestly did not think that was going to happen. You know, and uh, obviously Chivas also surprised me because Mike Inela, I ended up, you know, picking a tie in that one. So, so much for that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and Atlas, obviously, like, you know, they, they were, uh, they got their, their second victory. Uh, Pumas as well. Uh, and Santos, by far, was once again the best team of the weekend, in my opinion. So I definitely do agree with, you know, with, uh, with the rankings for the weekend. Uh, now, like if we were talking about like the top five teams of Liga MX, including both games, then that's a different story. But as far as the weekend goes, I think that, that it was the right uh, the right call. All right, uh, Super. Uh, what do you think? You uh, good top five for this week, or well, uh, any changes you would make? Well, I have the same five teams, but I have them at at, uh, at a different ranking. I have Chivas number one and San Luis number two, oh, and then Santos, oh, Pumas, and Atlas. Oh, oh. Just because of the the, the, the meaning of, of these two, uh, you know, the, the, the victories that they, they came across, you know, Chivas beat the champion, you know. You got mm-hmm. to put them at number one. And, and the intensity of this game, for me, it was one of the best games of the week, of the weekend. And, uh, yep. and then San Luis beating uh, Monterrey, you know, that's – they got their first three points. It means a lot to them because – Obviously, for you know, like rele- relegation, this means a lot that they they have to add points and accumulate points every week, or at least try to, you know. Yeah, I know what you're saying, uh, though, uh, Super. I think you're going a little too much with your new coach, man, and uh, maybe you have a thing <laughs> against the teams from the north too, because you're one and two or two teams that beat both Tigres and Monterrey. Uh, but like you said, I mean, I, I kind of tend to agree a little bit in that aspect where. Um, I want to, uh, I'll ask Joe later how many Quinelas were busted by that Chivas because I don't think anybody saw either of those two results coming. Uh, Z, did you have any of, uh, except, did you pick any of those two teams? Except me, Luis. Let me just say that yeah, because you... I picked, I picked Chivas. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes it difficult when you're a Chivas fan trying to, you know, after with the emotions and everything that happened. I mean, I agree with Super. You know, the uh, the challengers were, you know, the challenge there was a defending champion. But, I mean, you just can't – I mean, I can't replace Santos as number one. I mean, their consistency, um, you know, they're winning, winning, you know, with no uh, no doubt uh, the, the first two matches. So, I definitely see them as number one. Um, definitely want uh, – the only one I see is maybe moving Chivas up to, like, number two, uh, and then everything else is the same. So, that, that's just that's just my opinion. All right, like I said, all valid. Uh, that article should be coming up uh, pretty soon on El Tee Online if you guys want to check it out. By the time we publish uh, like this, yeah, they can read that already, by the way. <laughs> yeah, all right, awesome. And yeah. uh, like I said, if you guys don't agree, uh, there is a comment section, if I'm not mistaken, right, Joe? So uh, everybody who reads it can give us uh, their top five and the reasoning behind it as well, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll definitely make sure that they, they see the poll right there. Uh, in the actual article, they'll be able to see a poll that, uh, you know, just showcases, like, you know, who uh, the top five uh, people think should be. So maybe somebody, uh, you know, completely different. So. All right. So we'll go ahead and definitely keep an eye on that. Now, another thing that happened this weekend uh, that was very significant was the retiring of Oscar El Conejo Perez, um, who retired uh, in that Cruz Azul-Toluca game. 
Um, so I want to get you guys' thoughts on that. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Yuzi. What did you think? Uh, what do you think of El Conejo, his career? What do you have, man? I mean, what, what else can you say? This guy has, you know, has miles, man. This guy's been putting in. He's got a history of just being, uh, you know, a just a, a big show showman, not only in the court. Um, he's got history. A lot of – you can even say – the best meme I saw was of Oscar walking with, you know, several other uh, goalkeepers in Mexico um, as uh, – I don't know if you guys seen this. The Ninja Turtle is uh, <laughs> the splinter. Have you guys seen this? He, yeah, he's, yeah. he's splinter. He's walking, and you have the Ninja Turtles that are, like, you know, babies. And you got, like, uh, you know, I don't even – Talavera. You have uh, Corona and Ivo was there. And then you see one as him, you know, getting older and then them, them growing up. So I think that's so cool, man. I think it's a rite of passage. The guy's been around. He's done a lot. Uh, two World Cups, I believe, he's been a part of. Just 26 solid years of just Incredible. just solid work, dude. Yeah, they got, that's what they call him, the Conejo. Dude, that guy can fly, dude, no matter no matter the, where the ball's coming at, dude. So uh, well done. I wish there was a turnout in, in, uh, in the Las Teca. I heard it wasn't uh, sold out, but – you know, hey, what, what better way to retire than, than that standing ovation and that, uh, you know, that uh, show of respect for, for his career? Yeah, that's uh, definitely uh, would have worked better, I think, with a, with a full stadium because uh, it's what he deserves, man. I'm, uh, I'm kind of curious to see if maybe um, the Selección is going to do something similar for him next time they have a, a game in Mexico because I know the next few games are, are away. Uh, but Joe, now uh, that we're talking about El Conejo, where do you think he ranks all time on the uh, Mexican uh, Mexican goalkeepers uh, that we've had? Oof, that that's a tough one. It's a really tough one yeah. because I think uh, you know, as far as national team goes, uh, it's probably hard for him, like you know, to break into the top five. To be perfectly honest, because the national team has had a lot of incredible goalkeepers, like a lot, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like we got to take it all the way back to Tota Carvajal, you know, who was, was the first player to ever play five World Cups. And then obviously, like, you know, um, in the like 80s and 90s, a lot of other like, you know, superstars. I mean, even like, you know, when you compare him at the national team level to someone like Memo Choa, in my opinion, you know, Memo Choa is a better goalkeeper at national team level than Conejo Perez. The thing that just, you know, puts Conejo in its own, like, you know, echelon is the fact that his longevity is unlike any other, you know. And I still remember uh, talking to my buddies and telling, you know, when, when his name came, would come up, and this is, like, already 10 years ago, and you would hear, like, oh, ¿quién anda de portero? Oh, oh Conejo. ¿Otra vez ese pinche Conejo? <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, I couldn't believe that Conejo was still like a goalkeeper and I'm talking about 10 years ago and uh, it, it would also like kind of like rub me the wrong way because I would think like man you know this guy's not giving any opportunities to like the young younger generations and things like that you know but at the same yeah. time when he would come up big and like these you know get these incredible saves then I was just like well fuck the guy's really good you know so you got to give him his uh, you know his his credit but as far as national team goes, like I said, I mean, yeah, I, I think, like, you know, he'll be part, you know, like maybe, like, one of the better ones or, like, you know, he'll definitely be remembered. But I definitely don't think that he is in the, the top five goalkeepers of all time. All right. Uh, and uh, circling back to something you said, uh, uh, something Joe said, excuse me, uh, Super, do you think that uh, maybe that's why some fans have a little bit of a, an agenda against El Conejo, the fact that 
uh, what was it, that second World Cup, 2010, uh, he was the starter instead of Ochoa, uh, which shocked a lot of people. I mean, he did a pretty decent job there. But do you think maybe that's why some people have it against him? Or do you think it's uh, that doesn't that didn't factor well, into it? Well, yeah, it's, it, at the end of the day, I mean, the coaches are the ones that have like their preferences. And and I think yeah, the, there was a couple of World Cups, not just that one, but the the past one where I think Osvaldo should have been the goalkeeper, but it was Conejo, you know. So he he had that about him of taking uh, you know somebody's spot, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, there's nothing to question about him, you know. He he's a great goalkeeper. Even uh, now, he he could still play another six months. I mean, I think. Uh, that if 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 in in my opinion I would if I was Cruz Azul I would have just gave him six months a uh, contract you know let him let him even be on the bench and and, and let him play in the Copa MX you know that's what I would have done out of respect and uh, because the guy is still in shape he can still do some saves you know but you know I I like I like him so. You know, that's that's just my opinion. Yeah, but but you know what? I mean, this is where, like I said, you know, I, I totally agree. The guy's an institution, you know, and his legacy will forever be remembered. But at this point, wouldn't you rather give those six months to a younger player? Wouldn't you rather give six months of Copa MX experience to, you know, one of their, uh, you know, younger goalkeepers, the ones that they're working on for the future? But, yeah, well, yes, but, um, I mean, the the if if they're, if you're good i mean you don't we have so many goalkeepers in mexico that's one uh, position that we we have we have an abundance of you know it's like so many young kids that that believe me i haven't heard a, a goalkeeper from cruz azul you know that goes into the national team most of them come from like either guadalajara or or other places you know so Cruz Azul is not well known. Besides Conejo, I mean, can you tell me another guy that was uh, from Cruz Azul? Corona. Corona. No, Corona. 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 didn't come from uh, Cruz Azul. He he uh, he was from Tecos, I think. He was. So, he was. But I mean, he played yes. for, for Cruz Azul. For yeah, we played Cruz Azul for a while, but you know, you know that Conejo. I think he came out of uh, Cruz Azul, right? Yeah, no, but I mean, again, I think that, you know, that's just my point of view. I think it's great. I think, in, in my opinion, the, the, the ovation was just good, you know. Give him his, like, you know, goodbye at Estadio Azteca and kiss him for a while, and that's it, you know. Don't spend another six months that you can give, you know, another, whether, whether the goalkeeper is great or not, but, you know, you're at least going to develop some of your younger goalkeepers. That's my point. You know, yeah. I think what they did was was yeah. nice, but that that's it. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I can walk on it. You you had your your, your fair time. You know, he's gonna come for the next one. When you were talking, when you were talking about he's, he's gonna be the Conejo, starter. You said that it was your friend. He's he was, a... <laughs> I think it was Joe that it was. <laughs> he's gonna be the starter in Qatar. Uh, Just watch, man. He'll be coming my back. Conejo. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I guess uh, uh, one thing that we can agree on is that, like you said, the longevity that Conejo had in his career is something most athletes should strive for. Um, where his place is is, is uh, 
Only time will tell once uh, we take a good look at, at what he did, especially for, for the national team. And uh, with that, uh, Joe, you've actually been paying attention to the uh, Panamericano uh, games uh, where Mexico had their first game today. Uh, article again up on uh, L3Online.com about that game. Uh, what did you think about it, man? What were your takeaways from that match? Well, uh, to be perfectly honest, I was disappointed once again in the, uh, you know, uh, under 22 in this case, national team. Uh, they're playing Panama. They were playing Panama today. And the first half was just like, you know, putting me to sleep, to be honest. And I was just like, holy smokes. I, it seems as though, like, you know, the, the teens were just like, both of them, you know, not just Mexico, both of the, the, the teams were a little bit lost. It's like they had no plan. It, it almost looked like a, like a game that was uh, like one of those Llanero games, you know what I mean? The pickup games where the ball's <laughs> yeah. bouncing all over the place and there's really like, you know, there's really no uh, strategy behind their actions and, and, and just the game plan overall is like, you know, disappeared. Uh, and then, uh, you know, once uh, Mexico starts putting a little bit more intensity, uh, Panama decided to just kind of like park the bus. And I mentioned this in the article that at one point, like late towards the game, I remember pausing the TV and counting the Panamanian players. And there was eight Panamanian players inside the area. I mean, how the hell are you ever going to score a goal like that? You know, um, surprisingly enough, at one point, and this was already late in the game in stoppage time, uh, one of the, the clearest opportunities that Mexico had was like a, two different shot attempts. Both of them happened inside that, that uh, the smaller uh, box, and uh, they were saves. I think one of them was by the keeper and another one was, was by a defender. Um, eventually, like, you know, um, speaking of old, by the way, guys, if you guys get a chance, um, go to YouTube and watch the penalty from Mexico and Panama, at least the, the actual the way that the penalty was called. Because the guy who committed the foul, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But that guy is a 40-year-old defender from Panama. And it was funny because when we were watching him, I was like, holy smokes, this guy's like 50. And I was like, you know, kind of thinking that only under 22 players could be there. Uh, and no, I guess I was mistaken. Um, this guy is really 40 years old. Anyway, so he committed the foul. Jose de Jesus Godinez had a chance to make uh, – to score the, the game-winning goal for Mexico, but he botched it. He ended up kicking it to the crossbar. And once again, the, uh, you know, the youth national team continues to disappoint. So it's going to be really difficult for them because now they have much tougher competition uh, with Argentina and Ecuador, who ended up, like, you know, finished third in the under-20 World Cup. So that's kind of my takeaway from that. All right. Well, like you said, usually, uh, unfortunately, that's been a trend with the U. Uh, teams for Mexico. Uh, hopefully they can get it together and start uh, performing like we, we all expect them to. Um, so we'll, we'll go ahead and see. And uh, I know you're going to keep a close eye on that, Joe, and uh, keep us posted on, on that going on. Uh, another thing we're going to have going on this week, uh, the Copa MX starts, I believe, tomorrow. Uh, usually uh, the Copa MX, the first couple of games are... Um, not a lot of uh, action going on. However, in this one, we do have a couple of rematches of teams that have already played, which is uh, the Cholos Querétaro match and the Pumas San Luis match. So those uh, a couple of games there might stand out. We'll go uh, definitely keep an eye on that and have articles waiting for you guys at the online 
to recap the matches. Another thing going on this week is the MLS All-Star Game with uh, Carlitos Vela as the captain and Jonathan Dos Santos also being included in the team. Uh, Super, what do you think about that, man? Do you think it kind of uh, makes good on how Vela skipping uh, the Copa Oro or does it just prove that he could have done both like uh, Dos Santos did? No, I think he could have done both. It was just, uh, I think that was personal reasons that he did, you know, he he decided not to go to that to the Copa Oro. But, you know, this should be an inter- interesting game, and uh, it should be interesting to see Bella and Slatan playing together, you know. We've seen this rivalry, uh, you know, go on for 20-plus games now. So now to see them on the same side, it should be interesting. And... Uh, also, you know, uh, Bella and Dos Santos and uh, should be good too. You know, a, a little bit of a disappoint, disappointment because uh, when they started promoting uh, this game, it was going to be the, the the challenge against Bella and um, his old teammate. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from Atletico that just went to Barcelona. Uh, uh, Griezmann. 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 Griezmann, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. That's a little disappointing. Because I was looking forward to that, but because they're you know good bodies and they're great players, so but it should be a pretty good game, I think you know, and hopefully the MLS stars can take it, you know, and I don't know about that because you know Atletico just beat Real Madrid seven to three, so <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we get to see Herrera too. Oh yes, yeah, Hector Herrera. Right. Yeah, let's not forget about him. You know, yeah, so no, that's, that's gonna a... be uh, you know an all Mexican all star game. <laughs> What do you think? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> do you think that uh, that's one of those could have been situations? Uh, talking about Herrera, uh, he went to Porto, struggled there for a while. I finally got the big move to Atletico, where Vela kind of had the opposite going. Uh, he went very young to Arsenal, uh, went to Spain, and now he's uh, in the MLS. Uh, do you think is like a, a what could have been moment for Vela when he sees uh, HH wearing uh, the Atletico jersey? Or, or do you think Vela's just fine where he's at? No regrets. No. For, for I me, I think Vela's just complacent, man. Vela's just, you know, he wants the money. He's all about, like, I have the talent. You know, I, I, I have the talent. This is just a, a, you know, a job for me. But, dude, the passion is I don't see it there, bro. I mean, the fact that he's given up, you know, several selection, you know, matches, like World Cups and, you know, big tournaments, um, I just don't see it, man. And I don't know if it's just me, but I just, for me, I just, I'm disappointed that all that talent is, he just, you know what, we're just going to go and go with the flow, man. And it's, it, it, it makes me, you know, it pretty much sickens me, man, that you have all this talent, <laughs> but not a lot of heart. Like, I'll give me the talent. Give me the talent. I want, I want the talent, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Uh, I want to be very... like, I want to be like, I want to be like Supid and get all the recognition in uh, Chivas TV, dude. You know? <laughs> One day you'll get there, man. <laughs> dude, we, know, we uh, didn't even talk about the shout-out, man. <laughs> hey, yeah, Joe. Know, uh... Hey, man. What do you think about that? Hey, we're, we're like uh, popular now. You know, we're getting shout-outs in, uh, got millions. in national television now. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> well, you know, uh, broadcasting, I should say, not television, but broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's not get carried away, guys. I think it was just our good friend Elmer who was giving us 
know, the shutout. <laughs> hey man, come on! Don't don't you, don't you get us down from the cloud. You know, we're up there. We're you know, it it felt cool. You know, it was over twenty thousand people watching. So you know, that should. Of course, you know, no, no. Yes. I mean, and that and that just goes to show, honestly, that it's it's uh, we're being recognized because of the hard work that we're putting on as a team. You know, uh, but also like you know, the reason why I say that is because like obviously. Uh, we want to make sure that we continue to grow and we, uh, you know, as we work our way to becoming the number one English language destination for everything Mexican soccer, you know. So, again, it's a nice shout out on behalf. Uh, you know, this is just the very beginning. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to continue to just like, you know, bring out the best of the best of all of us. So that way our, our, our fans can enjoy, uh, you know, what we're going to bring to them. Yeah, it's it's but it, it was cool. And, you know, thank thanks to Elmore if he's listening, you know. Uh, or if he listens to this, <laughs> thanks to him, and you know, hopefully we can bring him on, Joe, to see uh, to talk about this uh, new new uh, project that he's on. That's that's pretty cool, I think. You know that what Chivas is doing, joining other teams also that I think are doing are, are trying the same thing. You know, absolutely. And and you know you know it's funny. Like I, I want to kind of I know that uh, I don't want to deviate it too much, but I do want to keep it in this in this theme. Um, I think I saw Luis uh, Bravo, one of our contributors, uh, earlier today. He tweeted out something uh, to someone. He replied back. I think it was Caesar, um, Caesar uh, Football, who ended up tweeting, you know, hey, is there an English language, uh, you know, platform for Mexican soccer or something like that? And they did like, you know, the hashtag the Liga, like, you know, MXENG, which, to be perfectly honest, I'm not a big fan of that hashtag. You know, because I don't think we should use anything to differentiate ourselves, you know. That's our coverage, and we don't need to put English, you know. Let's just do it, you know what I mean? But yeah. anyway, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story. I think that uh, the most important thing is that people understand that we, as, as, as entities, we as entities, what we need to do is continue to cover and pro provide the best coverage that we can, you know? That's what I'm getting at. And um, to be perfectly honest, the other thing that I was incredibly amazed by from that tweet was that I saw maybe like 10 to 15 Liga MX English Twitter accounts, like wanting to be shout out. And one of those entities uh, is uh, Santos Laguna, Uh, who just so happens to have uh, Kim Tate as their person in charge of their English language content. Uh, Kim and I will go way back, and she's a very good friend of mine. So that's somebody else I'm going to, you know, hope to invite to um, to uh, the El Tri Online podcast so she can talk to us about what Santos Laguna is doing. And not only, not only that, we're also hoping to go out there to Torreon so we can learn more about what uh, Santos is doing for their um, – you know, the, the U S audience. So it's an interesting time and we're living right in the middle of it. So, uh, you know, I think that, um, we have to take advantage uh, of this opportunity that's right before our eyes. And, um, it's, it's just exciting. There's really nothing more that I can add, but, but just that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool, man. And like, I mean, there is a lot of, uh, yesterday's as I watching the game and, uh, hearing the comments, there's a lot of people that are, looking forward to to this you know uh the games being uh broadcast in, in in english also so it's i think it's cool that their teams are doing this yeah it's uh it's an awesome thing like uh, like you said it's not not i know you want to keep us a little uh, a little bit of railed in on it uh joe but uh 
Yeah, honestly, when I saw it and I saw I heard the shout out, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it it was great. It was awesome. Um, but like you said, it's yeah. just a, a, a something that we've been working for. Uh, the opportunity arose, and uh, it was awesome that it happened. Uh, speaking of opportunities, we also have a winner for a week two of the ETO Quinella. Um, Joe, you want to tell us who it was and uh, what they won? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I almost kind of felt those, though. Like, I think uh, Z wanted to also mention something about the Chiva shout-out. Uh, Z, I mean, especially because, like, you know, you you recently started working and contributing with us, and you've kind of gotten to know us a little bit better. Do you want to just kind of, like, chime in on what your overall thought was about that? Yeah, man. Thanks, dude. I mean, it, for me, being newer, newer to the team, I uh, felt like just, uh, you know, everything that I talked to you and, and speaking with the team and chatting with the team, is just, it's just coming to light. Uh, as soon as I was sitting there, man, my wife, I don't know if you know this, but she's uh, she's from, you know, she's American. She's born uh, in Georgia. Uh, I mean, she's as fair as you can get, man. <laughs> and we're watching the match, dude, and and she just started. She just started seeing me go jump up and down like I was in front of the Angela Dependencia after a Mexico win, <laughs> and, and she's like, "What happened? What happened? He's like, who scored? What the heck?" And I go, "No, we got a shout out, you know, from about a three online," and she just looked at me like I was a pendejo, you know, like, "What? What are you? What's going on?" <laughs> And I told her, you don't understand, like, honestly, man, the hard work coming from, you know, Pancho Villa's army and starting the English side and knowing that we have the fan base and, uh, you know, seeing, just seeing that, you know, it's just a, it's just a stepping stone. And I get what Joe's saying, like, let's not get too excited, you know, this, you know, it's just a small little stepping stone, but dude, I mean, we'll take it every step we can. Right. Absolutely. Um, so for, for me, it just, it just got me excited and I just give you some visual of what happened here in the, uh, the Sargento household that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And, and again, again, all of us, I think, went through our own personal experiences, uh, you know, experiences that, as that happened. And it was just cool, like, how the team overall reacted. Uh, and, again, you know, I want to just reemphasize what uh, uh, El Super was saying earlier today, you know, which was, like, you know, just give a big shout-out to Elmer himself for, you know, sir, for, for giving us some love on Chivas TV. Um, but going back uh, to one of the things that we're doing here um, at El Tri Online is um, the uh, Iti Okinela, uh, which uh, has already, you know, surpassed last year's um, uh, what, what are, not I don't even participation. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, participation rate. Uh, so we have more people already subscribed than last year, um, and it's grown quite a bit. Uh, so for week two, um, we finally got a winner. Last week, as, uh, as you may remember, we did not have one. It was uh, two, two, two uh, participants ended up drawing. Uh, so that meant that the prize from last week was also going to be part of this week. So um, the winner was uh, Isra Garza. He ended up uh, winning uh, by scoring uh, 26 points uh, in the Etiokinela. And... Um, you know, he ended up taking uh, the cake. It was crazy because last week's uh, uh, winners ended up like having – well, not winners, but like the, the, the two uh, participants that tied had 38 points. So this week was a lot tougher. A lot of people did not get their canelas right. I think that the Chivas game for sure ended up creating a big impact in that uh, in the canela because a lot of people were expecting that, um, that they were going to end up um, – 
uh, Chivas was going to end up losing or tying. Yeah, there, there was a lot of surprises like Monterrey and, you know, all the ties that we had too also. So I think that threw a lot of people, you know. Definitely, definitely plenty of uh, wrenches thrown in by several monkeys in there. So, uh, but anyway, big congratulations to Ira. So he ends up winning uh, the, the prize from last week, which was a $25 gift card. And also this week's prize was a video game. Now, what I want to also uh, tell everybody is I want to make a big announcement. This week, I'm going to make sure that everybody knows that the prize is a much bigger one. So this week, we're actually going to give away a Mexican national team jersey. So <laughs> this is a big prize. Uh, nice. It's a big prize because it's not usually you know something normal that we do. We don't give a, a national team jersey. Even though that in the past we've heard a lot of people screaming for one, you know, because uh, they don't want to hurt their thumbs unless they're playing for that particular uh, jersey. So <laughs> their uh, their their uh, prayers have been answered, and that's what we're going to give away this jersey. Okay, so uh, make sure that you participate in week number three. And again, all you got to do is just visit el3online.com and register, and you'll be automatically registered. Uh, you know, to to play in the Quinella. So. Again, for week number three, a Mexican national team jersey is going to be the grand prize or the, the prize. And then also remember that throughout the regular season, you're going to also get the, uh, the opportunity to accumulate points. And we're still working on the big announcement for the regular season prize winner, which is going to be a big one. So thank all of you. Uh, you know, I want to thank all of you that have participated. And uh, guys, don't forget, even if you're an ETO guy, you're still eligible to participate. All right, man. That's the best quiniela. <laughs> and actually, uh, uh, I'm like registering said, right now, Joe, dude. Uh, I just got the thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like you said, Joe. Um, we've seen. Uh, actually, I think uh, I let you know something that I saw online as well, where uh, we've seen what other people are having you do to get a Mexico uh, jersey, a national team jersey, and it's about a seven-step process. Uh, so like you said, right now, you're making it incredibly easy for everybody. Just go to Entry Online, uh, register for the Quinella, log in, make your picks, and that is it. So it doesn't get any simpler than that, and it's a, it's an awesome prize uh, that you get for that, man. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's, it's absolutely true, uh, Luis. The, the fact that people have to, like, just go so much out of their way and are willing to give the jersey, like, you know, of, like just so they can get the jersey out, it's crazy. Like, uh, I mean, we saw it, you saw it, and, and it was like that seven-step process was, well, it was like, wow. I'm, I'm talking about breaking your fingers, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, All they right, have yeah, a lot yeah, more followers, so they have – and we got to get there, but, you know, it, it, it's – Super, it's shut up, up, dude. Shut up, dude. <laughs> don't, try to, don't, 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 try to, don't try to defend your cousin again. Oh, Don't try to defend your cousin again. <laughs> oh man! But I can Z, go. Ahead. I can be, go into the story a, right now. Like, yeah, Z, there is a there is a horrible backstory between Super's cousin and and Quinella's uh, past. I guess you could say that Joe oh, is not man. Super for man. So, <laughs> if, if you listen to most of our podcasts, when we talk no. about the Quinella. You that gotta, is the running joke, man. <laughs> you ha, you gotta have C go back and listen to it. Don't tell him what it is. Bro. I gotta have to, man. Yeah, don't don't ruin no no spoiler alert, bro. I know, right? No spoiler on that one. All right, guys. Well, once again, it was like always a pleasure talking to you guys. 
about uh, Mexican soccer in La Liga that is now in full swing heading into week three. Uh, Joe, any final thoughts? No, I mean, uh, uh, once again, I'm really happy to join you guys. Uh, you know, thank um, I want to thank all of you guys for your efforts, for your hard work, for your dedication, and then also for uh, everything else you have done. So, you know, just let's keep up the good work, and I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, man. Uh, Super, any words from you after your uh, your one-week vacation? <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me again. And uh, it's always a pleasure. And uh, don't forget to follow me at uh, Super Mojado Oficial and all my platforms, social media platforms. So, All right. Uh, Z, uh, this is, was your uh, first podcast. Uh, any final thoughts on it, man? Yeah, man. No, just thanks for having me on. It's a good time. I mean, I, I hear you guys, so it's cool to be a part of uh, part of this family uh, and to get invited again, man. And again, um, if you want to follow me again, I'm Z for short on uh, all the social or the media platforms, and uh, you know, again, part of Pancho Villa's army. So if you uh, ever want support group for La Selección, man, uh, hit us up. It's a, it's a free. Um, and uh, we look to, to have more members, man, and see you guys at the games. All right, man, awesome. Uh, Joe, uh, would you like to say your uh, where people can find you or follow you on social media, man? Yeah, uh, yeah, they can find me on uh, Instagram on Worldwide Mexican, and on Twitter via oh, Joe Deportes. <laughs> and you're still and you're still not selling, right? I'm still not what? You're still not selling that Instagram? Uh, oh no, name? no, no, no. <laughs> no well, right. you know, Worldwide Mexican is not for sale. <laughs> All right. How much you right, <laughs> Put it this way. It'd be a lot more he'll, than a jersey. He'll sell it for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right guys. Thank you. Thank you for uh, joining us right. today. Uh, once again, the El Tri Online, the ETO podcast. Um, again, a pleasure uh, having you guys on. Uh, thank you for uh, listening. Uh, once again, from myself, Luis P. El Super Mojado, Joe El Jefe Rodriguez, and C. El Sargento. Thank you, guys, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.